Being treated like a thief is not how you want to start a relationship. In life, in love, and certainly not on the floor of a jewelry store. Stay tuned for a story of growing anticipation, inappropriate assumptions, and a seller scorned. This is the customer experience storytime tale of The Jilted Jewelry Store. The Upsell presents CX Storytime, Tales from the Customer Journey. I'm your host and storyteller, Russell Lolliker. What you're about to hear is a real story. Though the names have been changed, these are real people having a real customer experience. It's a story of customers on their journey as they build or break relationships with businesses just like yours. Today, we're going to hear the story of Joan, a woman excited for a new piece of jewelry, only to encounter a business who wasn't as excited to see her. We'll wrap it up by digging into the emotional impacts, the lessons we can take from this story, and the universal truth to live by. The customer journey is an emotional one, and so it begins. Joan certainly didn't think, on such a sunny Thursday afternoon, she would be mistaken for a criminal. At that moment, all she was focused on was the clock, and how soon her lunch break would start. She wasn't having a bad day or anything, if anything, she'd been having a pretty fun and productive day at the office. So it wasn't a blissful 45 minutes of escape on her mind, nor was it the buttered chicken lunch she had packed herself that day that she usually would eat in the nearby park. She'd be having that at her desk later on. No, on her mind was a beautiful silver necklace. A necklace that would soon be hers. For the last few months, this beautiful piece of jewelry had caught Joan's eye. She had seen it in her favorite jewelry boutique's window and had been admiring it for a while. It was such a cliché, but she didn't care. She really wanted it. She finally made her move a few days ago, finally motivating herself to slip into the store and put the necklace on hold. Those days had now passed, so when the clock struck noon, Joan excitedly got up from her desk and rushed out the door, down the stairs to the street below. Joan walked through the boutique's doors where a woman immediately greeted her. Smiling, the lady at the counter said, Have you never been here before? We're a store of makers. Joan thought that was a weird assumption to make, but responded by letting her know that she had been in many times and gladly informed her she loved the store. She was just there to pick up a necklace she'd placed on hold. The staff member went below the counter for a few moments where she found the necklace. She then stepped over to the cash register, preparing to ring the jewelry through. Joan stopped her, asking, Do you mind if I try it on again first? Joan really loved the necklace. But it was expensive, and she wanted to ensure it was a perfect fit, and looked like she'd hoped it would. This request seemed to visibly throw the cashier off, like this was a bit of information that just didn't compute with her. She reluctantly agreed. Joan then took the necklace and made her way over a few steps to a mirror. While she put the necklace around her neck and admired it, she also noticed the cashier following her. It was odd because the cashier would fiddle with items in the area to look like she was busy while Joan tried on the necklace. Then came the bad news. Joan knew it instantly. She wasn't going to get the necklace. It was not, in fact, the right style. It turned out that the pendant had sharp edges that might catch clothing or even a finger, and it hung just at an odd angle. Joan was crushed. She had had really high hopes for this piece of jewelry. Now, her immediate thought was just to put it back and leave, but she had wanted this necklace for a long time, and she really really wanted it to work. It was the perfect color, and the style was something she could work with. 
She needed time to think. So she removed the necklace from her neck and held it in her hand as she walked away from the mirror to gaze around at other items. Joan admired a pair of earrings, a scarf, all the while thinking of how she could adjust the necklace or what she could wear it with just to make it work. She then noticed something. The cashier was still and very closely shadowing her. Despite the fact that there were at least five other people in the small shop unattended, Joan couldn't ignore the fact the woman continued to hover, even at one point coming up and suggesting she might like this item or that item to go with the initial necklace. Joan thanked her and said she was still looking and still considering, and then moved to another corner of the store, obviously trying to get some distance. At this point, the staff woman again slowly followed, twiddling this item and that item along the way behind her to look occupied. Finally, the staff member couldn't take it any longer. She just blurted out, So, are you going to get the necklace? Joan stared at her, surprised. I'm still deciding, actually, she said. Well then, can I take it to the counter for you? Remarked the jeweler. Actually, I was holding it to see if I like it and if it resonates with anything else in the store. The staff member seemed dismayed by this and stared impatiently for a moment. Feeling quite uncomfortable with the situation and coming to terms that she'd have to spend some time correcting this piece of jewelry, Joan finally turned to the woman and apologized but said she was not going to get the necklace. I think I will release this back to the store, she said, smiling, trying to cut through the obvious awkwardness with a little bit of humor. The woman did not crack a smile. No reaction at all. Well, she said, quickly snapping back the necklace out of Joan's hands. This is a very popular item. If you don't want this, someone else will. With that, she turned her back to Joan and went back to hang the necklace without a goodbye, a good day, or thanks for coming in. Joan was left stunned. She didn't know if she'd been viewed as a thief who could bolt out the door at any minute or as someone who had rejected a would-be lover's advances. Either way, this was not a relationship she wanted to revisit. And so she left. And that ends the story of the Jilted Jewelry Store. Through the eyes of Joan, this customer, let's look at the emotional impact of this customer experience. In Joan's own words, she felt like she was a criminal, that spending too long looking at an item meant she would swipe it. She hadn't acted inappropriately, her outfit wasn't suspicious, neither were her actions. She had no idea why she'd been treated like the way she had. She really did want the necklace, and she told me if she'd been given a few more uninterrupted moments, she probably would have bought the jewelry. And the final statement of, this is a very popular item. If you don't want this, someone else will. Was she trying to shame Joan for not buying? It came off more of someone trying to justify the value of their business, or as a jilted lover in some way. It was just weird, and just put Joan off. And finally, unfortunately, the final feeling she would have had if she had bought the purchase is she would only have remembered this terrible store experience every time she wore it. And she didn't want to carry that around too. From this tale, what's the one thing your business can take away to better serve your customers? Embrace situational awareness. It's a skill you really need to flex. First off, read the room. One of the greatest skills you can work on is your ability to read your customers. Their body language, their tone, all of it tells a story on whether they want your help 
or want to be left alone. By understanding their needs, you as a business can be there for them rather than assuming or pushing your agenda on them. You can certainly make friendly suggestions, but in this case, Joan knew she was being watched and suspected of doing something inappropriate. And as the staff member fiddled with a few products in her vicinity, it's not really ninja enough to mask that suspicion. Also, give your customers some space. The time of the pushy salesperson, that's long gone. Customers are savvy enough to know what they want and when they need assistance. As a business, the best tactic is to be helpful, solve your customers' problems, and work to build a meaningful relationship that might have future benefits. They'll come back. Letting Joan work out her needs in her head could have and would have equaled a sale, and possibly others. The moral of this story, assuming makes an ass out of you and me. Making assumptions is never a good move. You're putting your own biases, context, and history on a situation that might not be right. In this case, the clerk assumed Joan had never been in, assumed she wanted to buy right away, and assumed she was going to run off with the necklace. None of these assumptions will lead Joan back to the door of this particular business. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to learn more about customer communication and what I'm talking about, you can check out our Facebook group. It's called the Upsell Society. There's also a regular Upsell Facebook page and theupsell.com, of course. If you want a little service inspiration, there's that Instagram page too. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast yet, there's an easy way to do that. Just go to whatever application you use for podcast listening Search CX Storytime and click subscribe. Doesn't cost you a thing and you'll be up to date every time I post. Thank you again so much for listening. Your attention means the world to me and I love that you engage as well. So thank you so much for that and keep it coming. Again, if you have any questions, feedback, suggestions, Russell with one L at theupsell.com. That ends this chapter of the customer experience storytime tale of the Jilted Jewelry Store. I'm Russell Olicker. Take care. (laughs) 